Hello and welcome to the Brutal Iron Gym Podcast, where our goal is to cut through the BS and deliver the brutal truth about topics related to health and happiness. Today's podcast number 1610. The topic is Q&A and the title is, What is Power Building? <laughs> so we had somebody make a comment on one of our recent Facebook posts. So I post, I try to post every day. I do miss days here and there, but I try to post every day on Instagram and then Instagram allows me to just automatically transfer those posts to Facebook. So I don't use Facebook much, but I have my notifications on. If somebody makes a, a comment under one of our posts, I can see it. So recently under one of our po- uh, posts, somebody went through, they said they love the podcast. I thanked them for listening. And then they went on and asked the question. They said, how about a show on power building, like an episode on, on power building? What is it? What are your thoughts on it? And whether it's something people should do? And if so, how do you do it? <laughs> so I love it. Great layers to that. Uh, so we're going to cover all that today. But I do want to encourage people, if you have any questions, that's exactly what the podcast is for. You know, if you're listening to this and you have any question about nutrition or training, then please send it. <laughs> that's the entire idea of what this podcast is for. Anybody who sends me a message, I am able to answer all of them uh, so far uh, within 14 days. So just give me 14 days and I'll get back to you. And you can reach out. Like if you're a member of our gym, we actually have a board on our, our in our gym where somebody can write a question on an index card, tape it to the board. I make the podcast and write the podcast number on that card. And that's kind of fun because then everybody in the gym can see what questions were asked. They can see, you know, which podcasts had the answers to those questions. So that's very fun. It's very interactive. If you're not one of our members of our gym, Absolutely, 100%. You can still reach out. Uh, our email is brutalironjim at gmail.com. You can send me a message on Instagram, Facebook, uh, even WhatsApp. That's uh, an app I use for all my international clients. That's how we kind of send messages back and forth, photos and videos and whatnot. So WhatsApp, my phone number for the business is 412-303-8663. So you can reach out and you can send your question through WhatsApp if you're international. But I really hope that everybody feels encouraged to reach out anytime you have a question. And I hope that it's easy to do so. I try to, I try to pay attention to every freaking possible uh, thing there is. Like I, I answered a question from somebody off YouTube the other day. So I really am trying my best to make sure that everybody feels that they can reach out and get an answer. So thank you to those who do that. And I hope that uh, you do feel welcomed and encouraged to reach out at any time. Now, what is power building? Power building is a combination of powerlifting and bodybuilding. Now, powerlifting, they actually are different if you're not sure of that. Like, you might be well aware that they're different in terms of, like, competition difference. You know, powerlifters, your goal is to be as strong as possible in squat, bench, and deadlift for one rep. That's it. That's Everything you do is measured by how much weight you can put on the bar and squat it, how much weight you can put on the bar and bench it, and how much weight you can pick up the floor <laughs> and deadlift. But that's powerlifting as strong as possible in those three lifts. So strong men would be to be as strong as possible in every damn lift. So it's like the CrossFit of strength. <laughs> so I don't know if that was an insult. Um, CrossFit, I, I love working with CrossFit athletes. They have, as a group, 
they have the best motors. I mean, I tell you what, they will just do anything and everything. And 99.999% of the time, I have to tell them to stop doing so much. <laughs> so I love working with CrossFit athletes. Uh, so in my mind, to be CrossFit-based but be super strong is a pretty good de- description of strongman because you do more than just the squat, bench, and deadlift. You do, you know, you see Atlas stones, flipping tires, you know, carrying cars, whatever it might be. So it's a it's a fun sport. Strongman is strength, but like everything. Powerlifting is squat, bench, deadlift. So power building, and I'm going to talk more about this in a second. It includes an aspect of strength, and typically the, t- the term power building comes from the combination of the words powerlifting and bodybuilding. But you could absolutely do strongman type events as part of a power building program. It does not have to be just squat, bench, or deadlift. You know, so I know people that might have injuries with one of those three lifts and they don't do them. And it's like, fine, that's okay. Find a substitute, find a cool, fun, weird, different thing that you can do. But the idea is uh, a strength component uh, to power building. The other component, the building part of it, is actually a taken from the word bodybuilding. So it's like they took powerlifting and bodybuilding and made it one word, so just power building. You could have called it bodylifting, but that's weird. <laughs> so uh, bodybuilding, that the focus is to get as much muscle on your body frame as is aesthetically possible. There's a big, big asterisk there to it being aesthetic. So you're not just trying to gain a stupid, insane amount of muscle. So just as examples, you can look up in current day uh, bodybuilding is Nick Walker, uh, like a little bit of old school bodybuilding where I grew up, like when I grew up was Dave Palumbo. You can look at those two physiques and they're freaking massive, but they're not as like aesthetically pretty as some other physiques. So just, uh, recently the Arnold classic, um, happened and the guy who, na- uh, won it was Samson, uh, I don't even know how to say his last name, Dauda, I think. And there was uh, top three. I'm looking this up real quick because I can't remember the Andrew Jacked. That was his name. Okay. Andrew Jacked. Uh, uh, let me see if I can maybe actually find his actual, like, real name. But Andrew Jacked placed third in the recent Mr. Olympia. So, actually, okay. So, on Instagram, I mean, on YouTube, he actually goes by the name Andrew Jacked. So, Jacked is in J A C K E D, Andrew Jacked. Andrew Jacked placed third, but he had what is would be considered the most aesthetically pleasing physique. Whereas Nick Walker placed second, massive as hell, super lean, but not such a pretty physique. Now, he's working on that and he's doing a really good job, but that's the difference in the sense of bodybuilding isn't it isn't just be as big as possible. There has to be some components of balance to it. So Branch Warren is a name that you should know if you know bodybuilding. His legs were massive when he first like earned his pro card, and it took him a long time to fill out his upper body. And he had to do that. So he had to kind of balance out his upper body to match his lower body to continue to place better in major competitions. So you can't just be massive and imbalanced. You have to have a good balance between your upper body and lower body and a as narrow of a waist as possible. And that's the difference you would see if you look at Nick Walker and Dave Palumbo's physiques as compared to somebody like Andrew Jacked. So Cedric McMillan was another one. I loved his physique. Loved his physique, Cedric McMillan. But those guys, all those names, <laughs> um, they do bodybuilding. 
And again, the idea of bodybuilding is you want to gain as much muscle as possible, but still look aesthetically pleasing. So that's essentially what power building is, is you're trying to combine both of those sports. So what I want to do real quick is talk a little bit about how they're different, like a little bit deeper detail. So again, powerlifting, the progress is measured by how much weight you can lift, and it's in relation to your body weight. This is important because you would think like, okay, powerlifting, you just want to be big and strong. How is that any different than power building? Well, powerlifting, there's a consideration given to your body mass, like how much you weigh. So powerlifters compete in weight classes. So the idea is, is to be as strong as possible, but to be as strong as possible at the lightest body weight possible. So you want to be super strong, but you want to be as light as possible while being super strong. So there is a score given to powerlifters. If you, if you calculate their weight they can lift with their body weight, and then there's a bunch of little weird mathematical aspects to it. So that way... Like, for example, if a for a 400-pound person to deadlift twice their body weight is different in challenge than a 200-pound person to, be, to deadlift twice their body weight. So it, it takes greater work to get to an 800-pound deadlift than it does a 400-pound deadlift, even if the person weighs twice as much. So there's a difference in body weight to weight lifted. It's not just a straight, you know, multiply the two and there's your answer kind of thing. There's a, like a mathematical equation to it. And that's called a DOTS score. So you can do like a DOTS calculator. If you Google that, you can type in your body weight, how much you can lift, combination of your best squat, your best bench press, and your best deadlift. And then it gives you like a DOTS score. So that calculation factors how much you can lift relative to your body weight so that way it allows powerlifters to be compared to each other regardless of body weight so regardless of what weight class they're in they can be compared to each other so an example is one athlete has over a 500 dot score this is actually a true example by the way so one of the people i work with he has over a 500 pound uh, i mean a 500 dots score and then another person has only a dot score of 458 that would be me <laughs> so the one athlete I coach has a 500 dot score. My dot score is only 458. So the first athlete is stronger. The first athlete is a better powerlifter. But what's interesting is I am significantly heavier than them. <laughs> so uh, my my client who has the 500 dot score, he went, he competes at 148 pounds. My best lifts were all done when I was 260-ish pounds, somewhere around there. Like, give or minus, you know, plus or minus a couple pounds. So, it's interesting is that if you look at the best squat, the best bench, best deadlift, I, I can outlift them, which, no offense, and I, they're going to soon pass me up, I'm sure. Because <laughs> they're strong as shit. But, um, and, and he, if he's listening to this, he'll laugh, because his goal is to beat me, and my goal for him is to beat me. But, the idea is, is I am almost twice his body weight. So, I should, in theory... And hopefully, for my sake, be able to lift more than him in squat, bench, and deadlift. But he is significantly better than me at powerlifting. Like, not even we're not even comparable. We're not even on the same plane. <laughs> so I have a better, like I have a heavier squat, bench, and deadlift, but I'm almost twice his body weight. So his dots score shows that he is a significantly better powerlifter than I am. 
He's oh, he has above an elite total. He actually has an, an international elite total, which is like maybe point. 2% of powerlifters ever reach that. So I think like elite total last time they kind of calculated it, it was around like 1% of powerlifters reach an elite total. And he has a thing above that. Like, good God, is there ever a thing above that? You know? So it's like, it's like you make it to the NBA hall of fame, but he's a top 10 greatest all time athlete ever, you know, kind of, kind of like a level. So an echelon. So he's in, he's good enough to be in like the hall of fame of powerlifting, but he's even like better than that. He's in the hall of the fame of the hall of fame. (laughs) So pretty awesome. So it's interesting though, is in regards to like powerlifting, even though some people might be able to lift more than other people, the best power lifter is their strength in relation to their body weight. Because of this consideration uh, of body weight, powerlifters don't try to grow more muscle than what they need. So they do need to grow muscle around their joints. They do need to grow the muscle that they need to make them the strongest. But most of my best powerlifters are super freaking shredded. So they could step on a stage with like a four-week cut pretty much any time of the year. But they don't have an aesthetic balance in kind of the proportions that my bodybuilding clients have. So if you were to measure like lower body versus upper body, their lower body is going to be probably more dominant than their upper body. And they're probably going to have a thicker, more well-developed back, but maybe not very thick and well-developed arms. So powerlifters will be strong, lean, and muscular, but they don't have like an aesthetic balance or a fullness aspect to their muscles because that's not their focus. So powerlifters do get bigger, but that's not their goal. Bodybuilding is get freaking jacked. <laughs> you know, you get measured by how balanced of a look you have, your proportions, how big you are, and then how lean you are while being big. That's kind of bodybuilding. So being strong is a part of bodybuilding because the stronger you get, the more muscle damage you can cause. The more muscle damage you can cause, the more protein you eat, the more muscle you grow. But their focus is not on strength. So I remember one of the best stories I had in my personal experience was I was training at a gym in Columbia, South Carolina, uh, Spud. I think it's South Carolina Barbell, but it's Spud Inc. I was training at their gym one time, and there was this bodybuilder doing 500-pound front squats. And I was like, holy shit, <laughs> this dude's super strong. He did eight reps with, like, a pause in the bottom. And, like, when he was done, his head was super freaking red. But he wasn't crazy, crazy out of breath. Looked like he could have easily gotten another rep or two, but he just stopped at eight because that's when his quality would have kind of decreased so he was doing what a bodybuilder does is you lift near good form failure but you never break form because then you can get hurt so he was doing 500 pound front squats for a set of eight and i remember like looking at him and i go dude you're really freaking strong i said how much can you back squat he kind of looked at me with a blank look and he said i don't know i don't do them and i was like you jackass (laughs) meaning like you're that freaking strong and you don't even bother to care how strong you really are but that was true. He, he And we kept talking a little bit. And he actually hadn't done a back squat. He played college sports, and he did a uh, back squat back in college, he said. He said, but they always kind of bothered my knees, and so I never really progressed them. I got into bodybuilding, and I've just been doing front squats. He said, because they help me build my quads, and I feel a better mind-muscle connection with them. It doesn't bother my back as much. So he goes, I haven't back squatted in, oh gosh, like 10-plus years. I don't even know what I can back squat. So it was amazing to see somebody front squat 500 pounds for eight reps, and then you ask them, well, how much can you back squat? And they don't even know because they don't do it. 
<laughs> so it's just wild. But that shows that he wanted to get stronger at front squats because he believed that it would lead to bigger quads. He didn't care about getting stronger in things that weren't related to growth. So he was as strong as he needed to be to be as big as he could be. But he wasn't concerned with being as strong as possible. So power lifters do gain muscle. Bodybuilders do get strong. But they each have their individual focus. They don't try to max out the other thing. So powerlifters don't try to max out muscle mass. And bodybuilders don't try to max out strength. So the idea of power building is you do. You do both. You try to be as strong as you can and as big as you can. This means that you will not probably be... Uh, and I'm going to get a big caveat to this. So don't stop listening after I say this next statement. Please keep listening. But if you do power building like completely and for a good amount of time, eventually you won't be the best powerlifter you can be and eventually you won't be the best bodybuilder you can be because you're trying to do a little bit of both. So it's like a CrossFit athlete. They want to be really good at Olympic lifts, but they also have a million other things they have to be good at. So they want to be very good at Olympic lifting, but they wouldn't exclude everything else just to be even better at Olympic lifting. Crossfitters want to be as good as they can be while being good at everything. Makes sense? So power building, you want to be as strong as you can be while also being as big as you can be. And you want to be as big as you can be while also being as strong as you can be. So what happens is, is they don't give individualized focus to each element. So the idea of power building, who I think that is best for, is people who want to build a foundation for either sport. So if they're newer to training, then freaking do power building get stronger, get bigger, and then eventually you can say, okay, I like this more than I like that, and you can pick which one you want to compete in. I have several athletes that compete in both. We do like a season of, of powerlifting and a season of bodybuilding or aesthetic competitions, whatever their category is. So I have females who do like powerlifting, and then they also do figure or wellness. So you can combine both goals for sure. But if you need to build a foundation for either sport, powerbuilding is awesome. You know, if you want to be a bodybuilder, starting with powerlifting is amazing because you do need the increase of strength to eventually be able to build the biggest muscles. And if you want to be the best powerlifter, you do need bigger muscles to be able to support and lead to the biggest strength. So powerbuilding is the best place to start for either sport. Then, for people who want something to do after competing in either sport... So if they've already competed in powerlifting and now they're like, okay, I like being strong, but eh, what, what can I do now? What can I do next? Well, why not maintain some of that strength, but then build a better aesthetic since you haven't had aesthetics? Or if they've been doing bodybuilding and they're like, well, I've had fun doing that. What can I do next? And we're like, eh, why don't you maintain your muscle mass, maintain your shape, but let's do a little bit of strength stuff because that can be really exciting and kind of new as a, new goals. Then also... People who want to be as big and as strong as they can be, but they don't really want to compete in either one. They don't want to compete in powerlifting, and they don't want to compete in bodybuilding. And maybe part of it is they just don't want to do the competitions, or they just don't want to have to be as disciplined with nutrition as they would need to be with bodybuilding, or as consistent with training as they would need to be with both bodybuilding and powerlifting. So they want to be big and strong, but they don't want to necessarily live the lifestyle that it takes to be maximally best in either of those categories. And then the fourth category is people who want to compete in either sport, 
but they weren't that great at it. What I mean by this is, if you went into powerlifting and you're like, I really enjoyed powerlifting, I did a couple competitions, but I'm, I, I don't see myself ever being like amazing at it. So I'm not super motivated to try to continue to be just a little above average. Like I, I kind of want a different goal. I want to be strong, but I'm not going to set any world records. I'm probably not going to get an elite total. So don't give up just yet. Reach out and talk to me. Email me at berlarengym at gmail.com. It is overwhelmingly surprising how how much people think they have limitations, but they don't. So that actually, funny note, is that, that powerlifter I mentioned who has the 500 plus dots, he almost quit powerlifting because he was having hip pain. So we started working together. He has no hip pain whatsoever, and now he's a freaking 500-pound dots. So he almost gave up on the sport, and here he was, like, un- untapped potential yet, you know, still doing amazing things. So don't give up just yet. But if you're like, I kind of like a little bit of both. I did a little powerlifting. I did a little bodybuilding. Uh, you know, I-, I liked it, but I don't see myself continuing either sport. Well, then, yes, powerbuilding is pretty fun. It's a pretty fun combination. So the next part, the last part of the question uh, is how do you do it? So if you want to get into power building, how do you do it? Well, the easiest way, this is a plug for myself, but I didn't intend it to. It just made it easier as an answer. Is you can do what's part of our live monthly programming service that we have on our website. If you want to, you can check that out. So go to our website, www.brutalandgym.com. There's a link there. You can click on live monthly programming. And live monthly programming is a monthly subscription service where you get a training program brand new every four weeks. And it includes one-on-one and group education. So you can ask any question you want and you will get a direct personalized answer. But then also everybody else in the group can see the answer, see the information, so they can learn from it as well. So again, you get brand new workouts every four weeks. All programs have six workouts per week, and you do them for four weeks in a row. Every single exercise has a video tutorial. And then along with that is unlimited Q&A. It's 24-7 access, and you can ask anything you want about like exercise technique or substitutions. You can actually include videos of your lifts in the uh, kind of Q&A document that we have. I'll give a video review, and that way you can learn from it and other people can learn from it, and you can ask any nutrition questions you want. So it's pretty awesome. Very, very, very awesome. Now, what makes it live? Like live means it you're getting a brand new program every single month from me, the best I currently know how to write anything. And I know a lot. <laughs> so that what I mean by this is some trainers, they'll write a program and then they sell it for the next like five to 10 years. So what you're buying from them is what they knew five years ago. I would rather give you the best of what I know right now, today, every time. So every month it's brand new. It's live. It is live with what I know at the moment. Okay. Then the live aspect of being able to ask any question you want at any time. So we have power building programs, one of our focus points. So it's a hybrid program of strength and bodybuilding with a focus on narrowing the midsection while thickening the upper body and lower body to create like an X frame for maximal aesthetics. But you're also going to be progressing in your strength for squat, bench, deadlift, and overhead press. So we actually have that as one of the program focal points. So you can pick to be part of the live monthly programming for power building. We do also have female shape development, pure bodybuilding, functional athleticism, and functional longevity. So we have a couple other topics. So if you want to do part of that, it's only $50 a month. You get a brand new program every four weeks. You can ask any question you want and get any answer you want uh, any time of the day. So pretty awesome to get 
unlimited access to my knowledge and get a brand new program from me every four weeks for $50 a month. There's no contract. So if you want that, go to our website and you can sign up for that. Now, if you want to do it yourself, what you can do, okay, is we have the idea of like a general way to structure your workouts. So this is what you should do like per workout. You would start with a kind of movement preparation circuit, which is explained in podcast 1112. So I'm going to be giving you a couple podcasts because if you listen to these, you can put together your own program and you don't have to pay me any money. So I always want to present a service that's the highest quality, but at the lowest price that I can do with a good quality. I want to present a service to you to make everything easier for you. But I also want to always present like free answers, like how you can do it for free. So podcast 1112 is titled The Best Warm-Up Routine. You can find all the podcasts on our website, www.brutalenergym.com. So uh, podcast 1112 will tell you how to start the workout. Then you go into a strength-based movement. What this is is either basically squat, bench, deadlift, or overhead press. So if you're doing an upper body day, you'd pick, you know, bench one time, the next upper body day, overhead press. You know, if you're doing lower body, the first lower body day, maybe squat, the second lower body day, deadlift. And then what it's helpful is to know what are the right rep ranges so that way you're actually working on strength. That's what, unfortunately, people mess up quite a bit. So to learn about... Uh, rep ranges is podcast 214. It's a training podcast titled Understanding Rep Ranges and Expected Results. So that's podcast 214. That way you can know how many sets and reps you should do for your strength-based movement. Then you would move to your related accessory movements. This is basically you're going to work the muscles that were involved in the strength movement. So if you did a squat, you're going to then do quads, hamstrings, and glutes. If you did a bench press or an overhead press, you're going to do, you know, chest, back, shoulders, biceps, triceps, that kind of stuff. So just whatever was involved in your strength movement, you're now separating it out and training more like a bodybuilder to finish the workout. Now, to ensure that you actually train that part of the the, um, workout correctly, you have to move in the right way. So you have to move with mind-muscle connection. You have to move with the focus being on muscle damage, not on just moving tonnage, like moving weight. So podcast 220 is a training podcast titled Muscle Intention versus Movement Intention. So that'll tell you then how to change your mindset to make sure you're doing the strength movement correctly, but then also doing the accessory movements correctly. So that's it. That's the workout format. Those three podcasts will tell you exactly how to put this all together and the way in which to train. So you can listen to those podcasts, put together your own program, pretty awesome. If you train twice a week, you're going to be wanting to do full body workouts every time. And you're going to alternate between like an upper body strength movement versus a lower body strength movement each time you do the workouts, okay? If you're doing uh, three times a week, one of the workouts you want to do a lower body strength movement, the second workout an upper body strength movement, and then the third workout of the week you want to do a full body. Try to do two strength movements if you can. Four times a week, easy. That's the best schedule. Lower, upper, lower, upper. So you do a squat movement, the first workout, bench press movement, the second workout, deadlift movement, the third workout, overhead press movement, the fourth workout. Easy peasy. Five times a week, it's the lower, upper, lower, upper. And then on the fifth day, you do small kind of weakness things. Maybe you can do biceps, triceps. Maybe you can work on, you know, extra core strength, extra mobility, anything that you want to work on that's extra. Six times a week, it would be the lower, upper, lower, upper, small weaknesses on the fifth, and then just basic, pure mobility work on the sixth one. Don't do weights on the sixth workout, okay? So 
that is hopefully everything that the person wanted. <laughs> so we answered what is power building. I, share, I shared my thoughts on it, who I thought it would be good for, and then how to do it. So you can listen to the podcast I gave you, put together your own program. Awesome. Crush it. Have fun with it. If you have any questions trying to put that together, let me know and I'll make you a podcast. Or if you just want me to take care of it for you, we have that live monthly programming service for $50 a month. Okay. You can go to the website, learn more about that, and then you can either email me at brewlirongym at gmail.com or email me from the website and we'll get you signed up. Again, there's no contract, so just try it for a month. If you hate it, then no worries. <laughs> well, worries for me. I definitely don't want you to hate it. So I'll be the one worrying, but you won't have to like commit to anything long term. Okay, well, hopefully that was helpful. Hopefully that answered everything the person wanted. If anybody had any questions along the way, just reach out. I'm always here, and I'm always happy to help. If you have any questions, feedback, suggestions, anything you want to know, let me know at my email, brewlinergym at gmail.com. If you like our podcast, please share it. The more people we share it with, the more people can help. When you share it, let people know that we answer questions for free, and that's the whole point of what this podcast is for. Thank you to those who donate to support the podcast. The podcast does have a high hosting cost every year. I give an hour to this thing every day, so I do appreciate the donations to help cover the some of the hosting cost uh and you know eventually it'd be awesome we could get it all the way up there but i do uh, appreciate very very much all the donations it really makes this um less of a dumb decision business wise <laughs> i just love doing it so i want to keep doing it forever uh, so i really do appreciate the donations they do help a lot if you like the information we share in our podcast, you can find more from us on our social media channels. Uh, I post every day as I can on Instagram, so find us and follow us under the name Brutal Iron Gym. And then check out our YouTube uh, page as well. So again, you can find us and follow us under the name Brutal Iron Gym. As always, I hope this was helpful, and thank you for listening.